Hello, everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and empower women and young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the ultimate pleasure of speaking with Ms. Victoria Klein, and I'm so excited to hear so much more about her story. She's an author, a strategist, and a systems nerd, so I'm all for it. So hi, Victoria. How are you doing today? I am fabulous. How are you? I am awesome. So excited for our conversation. So I want to just jump right in and let you let the audience know a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years. So ever since I got out of high school, I've run my own business with a few different rounds in the corporate world, which I did Mm -hmm. not enjoy. So if you're (laughs) listening and you don't enjoy that world, that's okay you're not weird (laughs) or you're at least in my camp. So um, I'm also a two-time published author and I'm writing my third book now. And I work mostly with people. um, I work with six-figure and seven-figure service providers and I help to organize and streamline the back end of their business so it can run more smoothly and more profitably. Love it, love it. So many people are not aware that those systems that you um, put in place from day one are the things that ultimately turn your business into this money machine, money machine, this multi-million dollar business. So the systems are so, so, so important. So let us know, walk us back a little bit to the journey. I don't know how far back you want to go, but how did you get started on where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years, but I've had five different businesses in that time. So Mm -hmm. it depends on the piece of the journey, but I can definitely (laughs) say from a system standpoint, that's kind of always been there in the background. It's something that I noticed that I did when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I was very into taking notes. I had a whole system for taking notes (laughs) and, you know, these little shortcuts that made life easier. I would always put my Mm -hmm. clothes out the night before because I knew I was not going to be able to match two colors together in the morning. So I (laughs) short-circuited myself so I didn't have to worry about that. And Mm -hmm. my backpack was always ready to go in the morning. I did it the night before. So I didn't Mm -hmm. have to think about it or forget anything because everybody does that. They're like, I forgot it at home. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't use that as an excuse. I don't want to. I just, I want it to work. Mm. So um, I started noticing that throughout you know, other businesses that I created. And even when I was working in the corporate world that I was constantly trying to improve things. I was always looking for a better way, a more efficient way, a better software, an easier system, more Mm -hmm. foolproof, less, you know, possibility of failure. And as an entrepreneur, that was very helpful in the Mm -hmm. corporate world. It was not. So (laughs) that's how I learned that's where I wasn't meant to be is that I was. I can definitely attest to that. (laughs) this is how we've always done it. That's part of the problem. (laughs) Right. Like, come on, you have to be able and willing to improve. I think that's one of the most important things, like even running a company, if you're going to bring people onto your team, you have to be willing to listen to new and innovative ideas because you're not going to know everything or come up with everything or be aware of everything. So being open-minded definitely is very helpful for you in the process. Um, So, you know, you're really out of the box as far as what society determines is normal in terms of success. Like no one sits here and says, oh my God, like I just want to do that for a living. I mean, they may say, you know, I want to be a part of this team and creating a better system for a company, but no one creates their own company on systems alone. So how were you able to 
come up with this idea of bringing that into a business as well as bringing the mindset out of, okay, this is not the norm, normal thing that people do. How do I create something out of it? Yeah, absolutely. I love that you use the word mindset because that is something that I've had to grow over the years. I have no shame that <laughs> I have depression and anxiety and I was on medication for seven years because of it. Mm -hmm. I still go to therapy. I love my therapist. She's amazing. I need her. <laughs> there's the reason I pay her. Like yes. there's no shame about any of that. And I think that's mm -hmm. a really important part about being an entrepreneur. If you choose to take that route is it's a massive self-development experience that you didn't mm -hmm. know you signed up for. So no, you originally have an ego. And even if you are the face of your business, your ego is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller the further mm -hmm. you work because you realize there's always new perspectives. There's always someone that knows more than you. So mm -hmm. the idea of creating a business around systems was something I had to grow into to have the confidence to do. So originally mm -hmm. I started wide. So I was a virtual assistant. I could do mm -hmm. almost anything you threw I knew the software. You didn't have to tell me twice. I was done two days early. Like I was, you know, straight A workaholic perfectionist. Okay. Like yes. I had that <laughs> down. All right. I was trained well by the American school system. I can do it. So I take instruction very well. Mm -hmm. Great for that. But there's only so much money you can make as a virtual assistant because yeah. you're strictly focused on executing. Other people have to tell you what to do. And mm -hmm. so with enough experience in business already, I thought, why, are I, why am I letting other people tell me what to do though? Because I can see this isn't efficient. This isn't helping. We could do this better. There I go mm -hmm. trying to improve stuff, right? So <laughs> I was like, well, there's got to be something else, right? Virtual assistant mm -hmm. is great. We all need them. So that's when I found out about online business management. I was like, okay, so this is management. This is structure. This is actually creating the systems and processes and changing mm -hmm. them and improving them and doing all of that. I was like, that I can do, that's great. So I actually transitioned into that. I became certified and I did that for four years. I worked day mm -hmm. in, day out in the back end of really high-end businesses, seeing how the software worked, how the money worked, how the money didn't work. Let me tell mm -hmm. you, the money doesn't always work, okay? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> the secrets are there, but that's the truth. You can run right. a business with a 50% profit margin. I do, I know a lot of other businesses that do, but there are a lot of them that don't. There are a mm -hmm. lot of them that choose to invest a lot of money in experimenting and that's what mm -hmm. they wanna do and that's great. But for me, that, that like makes me anxious. I'm like, your profit yeah. margin's like this big. And if you're not watching a video, it's super tiny. Like it's smaller than my <laughs> eyeball, okay? It's tiny. So I don't advocate that, but some people prefer to run their businesses that way, especially in mm -hmm. this world. I feel it's really risky. So um, I transitioned into online business management. Like, this is great. I learned so much. I'm helping so many people, but I only had so much influence over the strategy or the systems as a whole. I could mm -hmm. say, we're already using this software, so let's create a system around this, but right. it became a little more difficult to actually convince people that this wasn't the right software. Or from a strategic standpoint, here's why doing this would be better than that. While I could say that, they weren't expecting that from me, so it, it wasn't taken with the same level of severity or level mm -hmm. of information. So that's right. when I transitioned more into specializing in systems mm -hmm. because then I say, this is my jam. This is what I think about all the time. Let me tell you about the system for my morning routine. Let me tell you about the system for my evening routine. Let me tell you about how I don't spend three hours cooking every day. Like, let me right. tell you about my systems, all right? Mm -hmm. And those are just personal let alone business. Like I got all systems and stuff running over there. So um, 
And it, it sounds dry. I know it doesn't sound <laughs> sexy. Systems aren't interesting. Like they're but not. But everyone has their own thing, though. So absolutely, just because it doesn't sound interesting to someone else doesn't mean that it's not interesting to you. So I think that's the beauty in it. Everyone has their thing that works for them and that makes them happy and gives them fulfillment. What they're passionate about. So you just have to find what you what do you think is for you. You know, it's. Essentially, instead of saying, okay, society says this is what successful is, this is what fun is, and this is what I need to be doing, just figure it out for yourself because <laughs> no one's going to be able to tell you what it is that makes you happy. No, not at all. And that is something you have to figure out for yourself. You have to be willing to experiment. You know, that's why I've had mm -hmm. five different businesses. Mm -hmm. I could have kept them pretending that I liked it, keep making money. I'm not one mm -hmm. of those kind of people. I got to enjoy right. what I do when I get up in the morning. And ultimately I get to decide that for myself. You can mm -hmm. go the traditional route if that works for you. If you want to be a biomolecular engineer, you probably got to go to college. You probably have a traditional job. That's cool. Go be the best biomechanical engineer you can be. Right. Like, nothing wrong with that. But you have mm -mm. to find the thing that when you wake up in the morning or when you realize I'm getting paid to do this, mm -hmm. you feel like you're stealing money from people. Because <laughs> that's what I feel like. I'm like, you want me to talk about systems? I will talk about systems all day. And I can't believe mm -hmm. you're paying me for it because this is so much fun. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think the important part of it is, you know, how I see a lot of people on social media. They're, they um, come on and they're like kind of cramming it down people's face like, oh, you need to start a business now. You need to do this now. And I think the important thing to realize is that it's not cramming it down somebody's throat to say, you need to start a business, you need to buy this course, you need to sign up for this webinar. It's providing information and whoever is attracted to it, then they should come to it. Not necessarily sitting here telling someone or making someone feel bad for wanting to work a traditional job. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. It's like, don't make anyone feel bad for working something traditional. That is their dream. That's what makes them happy. You yep. can't, you can't be, um, determining your feelings or, or something that you love based off of what other people say. So I think that's really important that we need to change the factor on with social media as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of sales pressure out there. There's a lot of, there's no shortage of ways to feel bad about yourself. If you really <laughs> want to feel bad about yourself, I can give you like 20 different Instagram accounts to go look at. All right. But I'm not here to make you feel bad about yourself. I'm here to make you realize this is what makes me happy. This is what right. I want to do. If you really want to have a Mercedes Benz in your driveway, you spend that money on that Mercedes Benz. I have a Subaru. Right. I like my Subaru. I'm not buying a Mercedes Benz. Right. I want to move to Europe. Not everybody wants to move to Europe. Some people love mm -hmm. where they are. Some people want to own a house. Some people don't want to own a house. Mm -hmm. Who cares what other people think? Because ultimately, mm -hmm. when you wake up in the morning, when you take a shower and you are naked and vulnerable in the shower, the <laughs> only person in there with you is that voice in your head. So. Mm -hmm. And if it's telling you, why are you doing this? You know, this doesn't make you happy. Why did you just buy that $2,000 painting? You don't even like what it looks like. Who are you trying to impress? If you can't impress yourself, you're impressing the wrong person. Mm -hmm. Right. So and it's, it's learning to live with that. No, definitely. And it's crazy because I just watched the social dilemma recently on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it, but I've heard a lot like, about it. I haven't seen it though, but I've, I feel like I have. <laughs> listen, listen, you need to go watch it just because being in a social media marketing space where, you know, I know a lot of the ins and outs of the things that are going on, but it's like, 
we really look at it from a different perspective when pe the people who are creating it tell you these different things and they're showing how they create this sort of drug of software to make us addicted to it. And even those who are creating it aren't susceptible to it as well. They're becoming addicted to it and having to try to get rid of it within themselves. They won't even allow their own children to use social media because they know the dangers in it. Yeah. It's all the human it's psychology crazy. behind it. It's, it's built right? on that desire to fulfill and have the dopamine hit and all of that. And it's like, yes. I, I get it. There's lots of other natural ways to get a dopamine hit, by the way. You don't have to look at social media, but exactly. it's an easy way to do it. We've, it's become our default. And yeah, I'm, I'm into digital minimalism. I'm only really active on one social media channel. Like I get it. And I wasn't right. always that way. I was mm. everywhere. So I get it. It's, it's, it's that FOMO. It's that feeling like, well, if I was only just on another channel, if I was just on six different social media networks, then mm. they will find me. And it's like, right. nah, they're not going to find you because you're, you're not distributing your energy. Well, you know, it's the mm. same kind of making any business decision, making any personal decision. You have to make the decision that you can live with, not anybody mm. else. And it, for me, that's being on Instagram and nowhere else. Mm -hmm. But for some people, they're like, Twitter is my jam. I want to be on Twitter. Right. On Twitter. Get great at Twitter. Connect with people on Twitter. But if you're trying to master Twitter and Facebook and mm -hmm. Instagram and TikTok right. and LinkedIn and Pinterest, <laughs> and I could keep going, like, <laughs> you, that's a whole business. It's a lot. You just, you just fill up lot. your entire day. Like, how can mm -hmm. anybody pay you to do anything if you're busy learning Pinterest? Right. It's a, it's a lot to handle. It truly is. And I think... Um, Finding your audience on different platforms is where it is because me for Twitter, I, I don't even like to text that much. So me tweeting go. all day, I'm just <laughs> like, I, I can't even figure out what I want to say to you guys today. So <laughs> Twitter is not really my jam like that. But, <laughs> you know, I think it's just finding which platform helps you and using it safely and and like yesterday, after I watched it, I turned off all my notifications, even though it's not like I was like using my social platforms a lot. I just was like, wow, they're manipulating me. Let me turn these off. <laughs> so. yep. yep. I don't. The only app on my phone that has notifications turned on is my calendar in case it's reminding oh, me. Like I have an of event course. But that's it. Everything else is off. No app can tell me. I will go in and check my messages when I want to. You know what I mean? And technically my phone's on silent. So if someone called me right now, I have no idea. Right. And I like it that way. <laughs> right. And it's like moving back into systems with that, like they've generated this system that continuously helps their business grow. So just imagine building that foundation, building that automation within your business and how it'll allow it to grow. So I know that you have so much insight in helping people to grow their businesses because systems are so fundamental. They're, they're important. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, to some people, systems aren't sexy and sometimes systems even seem restrictive. It's like, mm -hmm. well, once I write it down and now I feel stuck. So okay. two huge myths that gotta be bust. First of all, systems are sexy because yeah. systems give you freedom. You wouldn't mm -hmm. build a house on sand. You're going to put a right. foundation underneath it. And that's what mm -hmm. it is. If you decide to extend your house and build mm -hmm. a whole other part, like we really do want to do lots of stuff on Instagram, 
you build new systems, you build a new foundation, you might hire a new team member to handle it for you, and you can offload things to them. So systems are the foundation to your freedom. And ultimately, systems are flexible. You know, there's this obsession, like once I write it down, like, we can't change what we do, right? (laughs) I can't change any of it. It's like, Yes. Systems are living and breathing. Look, look at and the changing. algorithms that they're creating. They're constantly changing, some of them day by day, some of them monthly, some of them every single year. So the fact that they're able to constantly maneuver these things and change them and alter them shows you that you should be as flexible. Of course. I mean, we all live in a COVID world now. So if you're not flexible, you're probably having a brain aneurysm at this point because you don't know how to keep up. (laughs) So I get that, but you can build systems to be flexible. Of course, a system is just Mm -hmm. a step-by-step process of how you want something done. For instance, if you create a webinar Mm -hmm. or you send a regular newsletter, do you always have it formatted a certain way? Are your webinars always Mm. an hour or an hour and a half? These are decisions that you can make and set aside and then allow someone else to execute Mm -hmm. on your behalf. So you can be creative and visionary and make important connections and make big decisions and decide Mm -hmm. what the company will focus on. And then you don't have to do what the company is focusing on. Mm -hmm. You can create key content and things like that, but if it's, you know, sending regular marketing and whatnot, you create a system around it and Mm -hmm. allow other people to help you do it. Even if you're by yourself, I'm sure there are people listening. They're like, it's just me. I'm a company of one. I'm the only one here. The system will make it easier. I send a Mm -hmm. newsletter every Friday because Mm -hmm. I have a note on my calendar and I have time blocked off to write Mm -hmm. it. That's part of my system. I'm always Mm -hmm. ready. And I'm always looking for new ways to make my newsletter better. But ultimately, mm-hmm. I write it every Friday morning. And I love it. And now it's a habit. It's like, it's Friday. I get to write. This is amazing. <laughs> like, I'm so excited. And it's the same thing with social media. I have time mm-hmm. on my calendar blocked off where I go into Facebook groups and I'm on Instagram. And once I'm done, mm-hmm. I don't go on there again later on unless I want to post something specific. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't go and browse I have my time during the day where I interact. And for me, that's been the most convenient because if I'm sitting waiting for a software to load, I'm like, let me just check my phone. No, (laughs) no. The phone actually is not within reach. There's like, there's a whole reason that I can't reach my phone. (laughs) Okay, There's a reason. And some days I even just straight up turn it off. Mm -hmm. I turn it off and I put it in a cabinet and I'm just, I'm focused on my to-do list. I'm getting stuff done. I'm off Mm -hmm. being awesome and helping other people. And I'm like, why, why did I think I needed my phone? Like, right. I got all it's this become like me. this <laughs> mental crutch for us. It's like the first thing, if we feel like there's nothing that we can do, or we're kind of stuck in a place, the first thing we do is go to our phone because we're like, okay, there's going to be something for me to do. Like you can read a book, you can learn this, you can learn that. You don't have to just scroll through social media. Oh my God. Like TikTok is the worst because you will literally be scrolling for hours and not even notice it. I remember one day I was on TikTok and then a video comes up and says, you've been scrolling for a while. Why don't you go get a snack, take a bathroom break, just come back later. (laughs) I'm like, wow, wait. (laughs) They just pull a Netflix on you? Like, are you still watching? (laughs) Yes. I was like, wow, like I didn't even notice. Like after that, I was like, okay. TikTok break. (laughs) TikTok break. Good idea. And most of the time for me, when I'm like waiting for something to load or say I have like three minutes before a meeting starts, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of other things I could do, right? Most of Mm -hmm. the time what I do is I'm sitting next to a window in my dining room. I'll stare out Mm -hmm. the window and about 30 seconds later, I'll be like, I have to pee. 
<laughs> and I wouldn't have realized it if I was busy staring at my phone and doing this and doing that. And mm -hmm. like, it's not, it gives me excuse to stand up. It gives me right. excuse to take care of myself. Usually I realize mm -hmm. I'm actually out of water. That's why I have mm -hmm. to be so much. I can yes. fill up my water. <laughs> I can, you know, take care of myself and I get a little break in the day where I don't have to be productive. Mm -hmm. That's totally okay. I'm still awesome. I'm still healthy. I'm still an amazing human being, but I mm -hmm. don't have to output all the time to still be that person. Right. And that was a really hard lesson for me to learn because I've always mm -hmm. judged myself on what's the next accomplishment? What's the next straight A assignment I can get? What can I churn <laughs> out mm -hmm. to get validation to say, yeah, you're a good person. And right. that's one of the hardest lessons of being a woman, being an adult, being an entrepreneur is realizing mm -hmm. that the decisions are all your own, which means the success is all yours and so is the failure. As long as you can accept that responsibility and say, at least I'm headed the direction I want to, I don't care mm -hmm. if I have to fall up that mountain and my knees are bleeding when I get there, I don't <laughs> care. I made it up there myself and this is the mountain I wanna be on. Mm -hmm. Most definitely, I love how you talked about, you know, just kind of stepping back from things for a second to just kind of bring yourself back into reality. I think that's important, especially when building a business because we're so, focus on building that success that sometimes it can become obsolete and we're doing nothing but pounding the pavement with a rubber mallet and it's like until you step away from it and kind of reevaluate everything and those systems are in place for you to be able to have a basically an overlook a blue a blueprint to see you know this is what what i'm doing this is everything that's happening this is everything i'm planning where do i need to make adjustments yeah. So absolutely. I think that's important for us to be able to step away from it from sometimes and to be able to realize where do I need to adjust? Yeah, absolutely. You, and that's the only way to get the perspective. You can't see the forest if you're inside of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And we have to make right. intelligent decisions for our business. We have to make those micro decisions of, do I hire? Do I not hire? Um, mm -hmm. Am I going to promote this on social media or is this just for my email list? You do mm -hmm. have to make those decisions, but there's also the bigger strategic picture of where do you want to go? Like, mm -hmm. do you want to work five days a week or would you rather work four and take every right. Friday off? How can we build your business to do that for you? And I mean, that's what I do. So you know, I don't do client work on Fridays. I just write my uh -huh. newsletter and then I go do whatever the heck I want. And it's great. Right. <laughs> and you have to set those systems though, because I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we think that we're supposed to just work ourselves to death. And we've, we've come into this space to be able to give ourselves more time and more freedom to be able to do what we want do as we please and set these productive hours and not let anyone tell us the traditional, oh, you need to be working from this time to this time, this many days a week, if you can get five days of week, five days of work done in two days, then why not? Exactly. And I, I, re I realized that, um, you know, when I was working a corporate job, I don't know if it's, this is the same experience for everyone everywhere, but I am a very productive person. I like to get things done beforehand. I like to get it right when you're, right when you hand it to me, I like for it to be done within like, you know, an appropriate time frame, of course. But when I was working a corporate job, I had people telling me, you should probably slow down. They're going to keep on giving you too much work. And I'm like, what? what? Like, yeah. why is this? I don't want this to taint my mindset and my work ethic because it's like, it makes you kind of lazy and just procrastinate. 
So I don't know if that's the same for everyone, but that was kind of like where I was in that space. I was like, I cannot let this taint who I am as a person and just kind of, cause I know where I'm trying to be and where I'm trying to go in life. And if I lose this now, I will lose this for my future. Yeah, absolutely. I actually got fired from a job for being too efficient. What? If you believe it, I got fired because I was getting the work done faster than anyone else in my department, which meant wow. that for like the last three or four hours of the day, I'd have nothing to do. And they said, well, we can't have you sitting around not doing anything. And I'm like, so give me more to do. Well, everyone right. else is working on it. So give me something else to do. <laughs> like, I'll do whatever you want. But they were like, no, we can't. And they came up with some BS reason to fire me. But ultimately, wow. my boss was open and told me, it, it's because you get things done too fast. We just, we don't have enough work to have you here. And this I was like, I am this. <laughs> so I'm too useful. Did you just tell me you're going to stop paying me because I'm too useful? That, like, that is crazy. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's honestly crazy like right insane. There. Yeah, honestly insane. <laughs> so if you had to say one thing to women and girls around the world to encourage them to just dream without limitations, what would it be? Oh, wow. Oh. There's, there's one thing that I've been doing for myself recently. I've actually only mm -hmm. mentioned this in my newsletter, but I'm trying to talk about it more publicly. And mm -hmm. uh, this year has been really hard for me. I've been making huge shifts in my business. I've been making big decisions. I'm writing a memoir that's about my first 15 years as an entrepreneur, which has been very hard. Mm -hmm. And so I've been having a hard time appreciating myself. I've been, right. you know, really beating myself up, having a hard time supporting myself. So I started to shift it around. And whenever I started to do that, whenever I started to get dark, whenever I started to think I couldn't do this, I mm -hmm. would pause and say, what would you do? How would you live if you actually loved yourself? Mm. And that has made, it's the tiniest phrase. It's the tiniest right. pause. I'm not even going to try to tell you how many times I tell it to myself every day, <laughs> about 65, but mm -hmm. just saying. <laughs> Listen, we have to be our own encouragement. So I totally get you. If you don't love yourself, if you don't encourage yourself, if you don't push yourself, no one else is going to do it for you. Yeah. You, they can do it for you, but you won't feel it. <laughs> no, you won't. So I've started, that's, that's my little mantra now, is whenever something gets tough or whatever, I think I can't do something or whenever I just frankly want to give up and I'm just like, no, I can't handle the world. I, I would pause and I'd be like, in this moment, if you mm -hmm. loved yourself, what would you do? Sometimes that means I'm going to stop. I need to go take a walk. I need to have mm -hmm. a healthy snack. I need to get some water. I need to take a nap before I punch somebody. That's what I need to do. And sometimes it also means I'm going to keep focusing. I'm, I'm going to do mm -hmm. this for another 10 minutes. If I still can't get through it, I will stop. And then mm -hmm. I spend another 40 minutes on it because I start to get going, you know, and it's, it's tuning right. out yourself. And instead of tuning out to social media or mm -hmm. getting obsessed with your next to do, it's like, what do I need right now? Because if I loved myself, I would listen to that. If I don't, I'll just ignore it and be like, you don't right. get to pee right now. You have to keep <laughs> doing this. It's like, no, right. I love myself. I need to pee. I need a snack. I need, I need to talk to my partner. I need to talk to my biz bestie. I need to get her on the phone because I feel like I'm losing it. And that's mm -hmm. what I need. And leading from that place makes it much easier for me to focus. Mm -hmm. Because when I think, what do I want to work on? Well, I want to help this client and I want to write my book. And mm -hmm. I want to say hi on Instagram once a day. 
that's it. That's all I want to do. And mm -hmm. instead of getting distracted by this opportunity or that opportunity or what have you, it's like, but what if you loved yourself? If you right. get distracted, that book won't get written. If you get distracted, mm -hmm. you can't help people. So right. whatever you need to do to love yourself. Mm -hmm. And you might not know what that is. The idea might be totally foreign. You're like, I right. barely like myself. And it's like, don't <laughs> worry. I understand because I'm about at like, I'm mm -hmm. 36 years old and I only like myself. Okay. So it's no matter okay. where it's you are on your journey. It's yeah, progress. It's progress. So I'm learning to teach myself to love myself. So if there's mm -hmm. any advice I could give to women and girls out there, it's to continue practicing loving yourself and asking yourself what that looks like. I love it. I love it. That's so powerful, so inspiring and so touching. Well, I do want to give you the opportunity before we close out to allow the audience, anyone listening in, if they want to contact you for services, if they want to be inspired by your journey, how can they do that? Absolutely. Well, as I mentioned, I am on Instagram. I am at VictoriaKlein.co, which is also my website, VictoriaKlein.co. But mm -hmm. follow me on Instagram, send me a DM, say uh, hi, tell me you heard me on here. I'd love to talk to you about your vision, what you're working on, all of that. Uh, you can join my newsletter for my Instagram profile as well. So even if you're not on Instagram, you can get to Instagram on the website. So mm -hmm. feel free to visit, click, send me a message. I'd love to talk to you. And I am always happy to support other women and girls doing amazing things. I love it. I love it. Well, we thank you so much, Victoria, for coming, sharing your story. Such an insightful conversation. Love every bit of it. I'm so, I'm so sure that the audience is inspired by your message, um, touched and encouraged and empowered. We thank you for being here once again, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This is Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.